You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 284th episode of the yeah, Slow yeah, Ride Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Matt in Minneapolis. I'm Spencer in Boston. Tim yeah, yeah. in Orlando. He's not here. Let's just yeah. blow through the formalities because you guys, there's way too much excitement. Tim couldn't be here because he's way too busy uh, at a house party watching the- um, No, 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 Spencer, 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 Spencer. No, 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 no. You can't say what it's called. It's just called the Big American Eat Fest, the Big American- What? Shape, not a ball shape, running around helmet crashing, but you can't say the name of it. They're very litigious. I wait, I can't say I super- have seen. I've what? seen our bottom line. We cannot afford to be <laughs> sued by the NFL. Also, we need to save our money to sue, I believe, the Dutch corner fans at Crossworlds because they seem to have stolen the wide angle podium logo um, for some of their shirts. I don't know if you saw oh, this on the live feed today. I, I did not. Um, so I believe, yeah, you better call Bill, who is, the I'm assuming, there and also a lawyer. So, like, boom, one, yeah. two. You can, can serve them. He should be able to serve them, no problem. Um, yeah. So we we need to save our money, and also we need to save our money because we got into Dirty Kanza, as y'all know. But like, we really got in now because they took money out of our accounts yeah, for it. So like, that's brutal. Uh, <laughs> so we need to save our money because um, it's expensive, and it's just the start. Yeah. So yeah, a lawsuit with the NFL would not. You're right. It would not help our bottom line. It probably would be good marketing strategy. Um, yeah, it might work out in the end, but I'm not willing to take that chance. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta keep focused, laser focused on Dirty Kansas because that is the um, the big uh, uh, goal here for the podcast for I guess 2020, the first part of 2020. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. we don't have anything else resembling any anything like a goal, so I guess that that is it. Um, yeah, it's too big of a goal to have another goal, I think. I um, and, and, and How is your training going this week? Oh, um, funny you should ask. It's actually going super well. Oh, um, interesting. Tim's going to be excited to hear. Well, yeah, I mean, so we're part of a tandem, as you know, me and Tim. Uh, we'll be riding the Dirty Kanza 200 against you on a tandem. And so, you know, I know Tim was out riding. He was out crushing some miles, uh, getting ready for the Doc Hollywood, um, some other events down there in Florida, getting all that gravel gossip. Um, so he's really been putting in the work. So our team is actually uh, looking pretty good. Okay, so you're saying that you train because Tim trained. This is the way. Yeah, this is the way you're 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 categorizing it now. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. If- so we're both on the bike. So I don't know if you understand tandem. Um, <laughs> they're connected, like the two. There's two cranks yeah. and two seats and everything, and they're connected. Yeah. There's a chain that connects them. So, if Tim is fit enough, I think <laughs> I think we'll be fine. I like this is a good theory, Spencer. So, it doesn't matter where the thousand watts come from. Yeah, they um, can spread out evenly. <laughs> so you're so so maybe this is all this has all been a, a psychological ploy on your part. You will you will make Tim so nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you're not training enough for this. 
he'll he'll be so worried that he's going to put in maybe a couple extra gym sessions. Maybe yeah. start doing some, uh, you know, because Tim goes out and he does some long rides. He does some group rides, but I doubt he's doing. Uh, he's like working on his sprint and really trying to uh, increase that VO two max or something. You know, maybe he's going to get. He's going to go get a power meter. He's going to be like, I've got to, I got to pull, I got to do this. I got to do all of this. And he'll show up such yeah. a beast that you'll basically just soft pedal. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind oh, of this my is plan. Genius. Yeah, this wow. is, yeah. It's a little psychological warfare on, on wow. my tandem partner. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think you're is just slacking, but this is genius. Evil mastermind. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to do just enough to be, you know, to make him feel like, uh, you know, like he needs to just, uh-huh. if he did 60 or 70% and let me do the 40 or 30, that we're going to be fine. And, uh, you know, regardless of where I am fitness wise, I'm just going to keep him in that 70% mindset. Yeah. So I'm assuming depending upon the angle of the sun, you're mm-hmm. going to maybe try to, at some point you guys will swap maybe and he'll be in front and you'll be in the back and then you'll just do the thing. If the shadow isn't someplace he could see it, you just kind of put your feet up on the top tube and like oh, pull yeah. out a coffee. That's, that's the thing. Like when you're in the back, when you're the stoker, I don't think you have to do, like, he can't see me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. I have to do anything. Any kind of a Mr. Burns and, and Smithers thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, wow, there's so many options. I've got some more stuff up my sleeve. Uh, I, I don't want to reveal everything to you yet. Um, but luckily Tim's not here tonight, so he is not going to, uh, He's not going to have this spoiled for him. So I, I feel comfortable telling you about it. Um, Thanks. I, I think you'll keep that in your back pocket. Oh, um, I will. I won't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, wow, man. I, now I really fell on the back foot. Cause Tim's going to be really trained. I didn't really do any training. Uh, I think people can probably hear my voice. I'm sick for then. Yeah. You don't sound great. 400th week in a row. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this. I've been, tr- I tried to start training earlier in the month. I was like, I got to get ready for this. This is going to, I need to do a big build up here. Yeah. And I just get sick every January. I end up doing this and then I like almost get better. Every time I almost get better, then I get sick again. I just, I should probably just not move in January. I think I should just, I should just, yeah. I should just take work off in January and just lay on the couch and accept that if I do move, I'll get sick. And yeah. if I don't move, at least I'll feel better for some of it and I'll just get a lot of movies watched, you know, so, and that would probably be a better use of my time. A hundred percent. So when I was actually training and racing my bike, uh, at a, you know, mediocre, like high level, uh, back in Minnesota, that was exactly my strategy is I would race through the, <laughs> the end of cross season, which was, uh, end of November, and then I wouldn't touch the bike again f- until February 1st. <laughs> well, and, uh, and so that brings up a good point, though, is because in, in that time period and now mm-hmm. February 1st, right around now, is usually day before the big American ball game, yeah. uh, Stuper Bowl here in Minneapolis, and yes. a race that Great you and me have done many event. times together, and a race mm-hmm. that hurts a considerable amount, especially when you take that approach of not really riding um, Yeah. Through yeah, de- it's, December and January, and then you show up and do like a thirty mile interval. It's not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I haven't done Super Bowl in years, and I tried to kind of do it this weekend. Um, really, I, I had I had agreed to ride it with my friend Colin. I told him many years I've been telling him I'm going to do it with him, and I'm always either sick uh-huh. or you know, one year I had, <laughs> had a kid. Uh-huh. Um. Uh. So this year I was like, I'm going to do it, and then I got sick. 
And then I was yeah. getting better and I was like, I'm still going to do it. I'll maybe be there for a, like two stops. And then, um, the babysitter got sick. Uh-huh. Like, so Classic. I didn't have a babysitter. And then, uh, little Tom Boonin, yeah. Tom Boonin has been sick as well. And he seemed a little sicker too. And it just felt like a lot of rigmarole, and I felt kind of crappy still, like on the edge. And I was like, I'm only going to last like three stops anyway. So I just rode over to do the race with, because it was a nice day. It was like 35 degrees with uh, Tom Boonin on the bike with me. Okay. In the little front seat. And we waited around, waited around. I was like, he'll have fun. We'll do like four or five stops and we'll get to the stop closest to our house and we'll bail. And it'll be a fun couple hours riding around with people. Yeah. And right before the race started, he started, he's had like a bad cold. He started complaining that his ear hurt. And I was like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, just whatever. <laughs> and then uh-huh. <laughs> it, he kept saying it more. And we were, you know how this Super Bowl works is like everybody gets a manifest and then they take you to the start and they give you one secret ingredient. Yep. Um, and, and the start, you never know where it is. So we're riding to the start and he starts getting more upset about his ear and I'm like, okay, let's just get to the start. Let's just see the start. You're going to think it's fun. And he's like super upset. We don't even make it to where they start the race. And I had to turn cause I had like, he was complaining so much. I was like, all right, we're just going to ride to the hospital. Yeah. And we just, so we're basically at the falls in Minneapolis and we had to ride all the way back up to children's hospital near downtown. Um, we didn't even, so we, I paid for the race. We got the manifest. We didn't do any of it. Instead, we went to the emergency room because his ear hurt. It was a, it was a less than my most impressive Super Bowl performance, I'll say, but he's fine. I'm fine. But, well, that's uh, good. it was a, it was a weird day. So I didn't ride Super Bowl for the sixth or seventh year in a row or something. So, all right. Well, at least you went out on top, um, defeating me. In the last time we rode it together uh, in glorious fashion, I'm sure you were yeah. proud of that. Don't forget. <laughs> it was my one and only chance to to be victorious in that race and to really bring home the yellow bag. And, you know, you, you took that away from me. But, I mean, <laughs> congratulations. You know, you had won it before. It's not, no big deal. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you know, congr- like, good job. Like, good for you. I'm, 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 you know, happy for you. So I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're still feeling happy for me. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. No, I, I, I all in jest, of course you, you, no. you put in a good move at a, at the right time. And I, I cracked and uh, finished second. Fair. So fair and square. We were very, we were very close. That was a hard day. That was still was, one of the hardest days I ever had on the bike. It was say. one of the hardest days ever. The frostbite um, didn't help. <laughs> only soon to be superseded by dirty Kansas, which I think is safe to assume that. So as, as everyone is well aware, there's three hosts on this podcast. How many do you think are going to come home from Kansas? (laughs) I think we'll all survive. Really? Yeah. I've got a, I've got a hundred percent survival rate prediction. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've, maybe we'll have to get that up on roller derby, uh, as a prop because, uh, man, um, the more I think about 200 miles right yeah. now, uh, let me just tell you my actual real strategy little guy. And, and I haven't, oh, okay. uh, I haven't Look really started, uh, riding, you know, yet, paper but out. I've got time still. I think I've got time to get the miles <laughs> in. Yeah. Here's, here's my theory. If I can crack out the first hundred. Without just being completely wrecked, mm-hmm. 
I can stumble through the last hundred. Wow, stumble through the last hundred is a is a a broken man. Like I should be, I should be okay. Like all you got to do is turn the pedals over and keep moving, and it should Mm -hmm. be, it should be okay. Only just think back, think back, think back to those feelings on long rides where you know you're five miles from the finish, or you can see that town up ahead where you know there's a gas station with a candy bar, and you cracked, (laughs) and it's like the worst mile of your life. Now, multiply that by 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you okay. feel? <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. So, but this is the thing. If I can get through that first hundred in like six hours, I can get through the second hundred in like 10 hours and still be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <Wow>. <laughs> Probably <laughs> well, fourth or fifth tandem, you know? Yeah, I think I like what I like about this race and any of these ultra like endurance races is 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 the sort of magical thinking it 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 creates is that if I can you you said a sentence if I can get through that hundred miles in ten hours I'll be okay that yeah. was your best case scenario <laughs> your that was your way of reassuring yourself was yeah yeah we can do it ten hours yeah where any other time. If I said, here's 100 miles, it's going to take you 10 hours, you'd be like, whoa, that sounds like it's going to be a bad, bad, bad 10 yeah, hours. That's a bad day. Yeah. Am I crawling? No, I, What's going on? Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I think maybe the longest I've been on a bike is like seven hours. So, um, you know, doubling that should, it should be fine. I think it's going to be fine. And plus, you know, Tim's going to do 70% of the work. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, he's going to think. This is the genius part. He's going to think he's doing 50%, but he's actually doing 70%. So mm-hmm. then when he jumps up, when he's like, "Oh, I really got to I really got to start working now. Pull mm-hmm. pull pull more more of the the weight for the team." And he thinks he's going up to 70, he's actually been going up to 90. <laughs> See? Yeah. You got to think put- about this from a mathematical perspective mm-hmm. little guy you really got to get into the science behind it so oh, no i know i know you got the spreadsheets out and stuff you got your i do hypothetical tim training peaks program out really plotting yeah, yeah yeah i've yeah. got like a a zwift um uh i've hacked this i've hacked the system i'm in the mainframe i've sort of gone in there and created a clone a uh, perfect clone of tim um, based on his best, you know, 20 minutes performance, got his FTP in there, but his, I've estimated his weight. I think it's probably a little low to be honest. Um, but uh, I'm going to try and dial that in. I'm going to, I'm going to get in touch with Sarah and see if she can't, uh, uh, get some more accurate numbers. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, but, uh, via this virtual Tim training partner, I I feel like I'm going to really, uh, have this whole Kansas thing just dialed in by, uh, by the time the race comes around and, and I figure by then they should have a, um, a virtual cancer course, uh, in the Zwift world as well. Cause you know, they've got Richmond 2015, they've got New York central park, all that stuff. They should have a cancer pretty soon. It's where all the world tour guys are. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised they haven't partnered. It seems like the sort of, uh, money, money making thing that would be happening. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Well, it's if, uh, if, yeah, if this is not already on their product roadmap uh, over at uh, Zwift headquarters, then uh, we're going to trademark that right now real quick. Um, virtual Kansas course, um, trademark, 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 TM, 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 
Property is Slow Ride Podcast. Please talk to our legal team if you're interested in purchasing this idea. Yeah, 100%. We need that because we're going to get sued by the NFL. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's move on from long races to short races, some that maybe last maximum a little over an hour. Oh, I love worlds. it. I love it. Should we start? So, uh, where you want to start? Start the the women's race Saturday. Women's elite. Women's elite was of all the of all the. Uh, let's let's preface this by of the races I watched, it was the most mm-hmm. exciting. So yes, I I have a feeling it was the best of the weekend. Um, so yeah, I think that I think we should start on the top and just work our way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think we, maybe we should preface this with uh, the course while hard was a little underwhelming in maybe the the racing of Broadout or just in the way it worked. It it sort of it was lacking a little flair. Uh, you could tell it was hard. You could tell yeah, that the run ups were steep, but also none of the descents were long enough to really create any chaos. It was just like yeah. it was lacking pizzazz. And we I know people say the racers make the race they and do. all that. But um I don't know. They do. And, and I mean, that's a great point. The racers make the race. We have seen it time and time again where, uh, you know, something doesn't seem that exciting. Something doesn't seem uh, whatever. And something exciting will happen. The, the, the You know, and it was seen again this weekend at Worlds where uh, Alvarado and Amory versed and even Lucinda Brand up until the last few hundred meters um, were really making that race unpredictable they were making it exciting to watch but despite the racers best efforts um to make that race exciting which it was i don't i don't think that that responsibility should fall on the racers all the time i think the i think the course especially at worlds maybe specifically at worlds the race should or the course should also be exciting and uh and able to animate, like define the race, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was a hard track, but it wasn't, it just wasn't, I don't know. It was, they, was it hard though? Like it, it was like long slogs of flat, you know, yeah. it seemed really windy. It yeah. seemed really tough. Those, like you said, the run-ups were just brutally steep to the point that I might say they were too steep. Like mm-hmm. they weren't even, they, they went beyond uh, making the race better into just being like maybe making the race worse, like too, too much, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were kind of, everyone kind of crawled up them at the same pace and yeah. And I think to the, the, your point, yeah, they were, they were almost so steep that you couldn't go up too fast. And then the descents down them, there was one track and you just, you just sort of let the brakes off and hit it real quick. And as long as you didn't, you know, not miss that track. So it wasn't, it wasn't like some of these descents at other races where maybe there's an outside line you can try. There just wasn't a lot of like ways to make up time. And unfortunately the Dutch are so tall and so superhuman that they basically just rode away constantly. Um, especially in the women's race. So we had a four up Dutch time trial. Yeah. I tuned in, uh, around the time, (laughs) you know, that that was going on. I was like, Oh, did, did I, Flip on the wrong channel here on NBC Sports Gold because yeah. I seem to be in a, in some sort of time trial here. Yeah, it was just like a Dutch practice lap. Yeah. So that race was a little boring. I mean, Evie Richards and Compton tried to make the bridge. Um, it wasn't quite going to happen. Richards blew up. 
Compton yep. kind of came close, but it just wasn't heavy enough of a track. And then we got, I think we got a good last, like two laps, but like really the last lap of that yep. women's race was awesome racing. And yep. a lot of back and forth changes to the, I guess the one time that one of those run-ups played into two different ways was everyone was running the run-up that Alvarado rode yes. on the last lap. And that's how she made the pass on brand. And I mean, that's how she got in a spot to win it. Cause she was a little bit off. I mean, a little bit off, you know, but they'd all been kind of yep. yo-yoing yep. and she, and she it wrote over. it or nobody else wrote it. And that was, yeah, made it, it was and, so good. It was so good. She just dangled just far enough off the back to give herself space to run mm-hmm. into that at like full gas and not ride right up, uh, uh, you know, on somebody's back wheel. And it was, it was so well done. Cause she let like, four or five bike lengths go. And I was like, Oh man, I cannot believe she cracked. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, right back past brand, no problem. And, uh, yeah, it was a thrilling last lap. Um, I, I still think like not to take anything away from Alvarado and a great win or anyone else in metal contention. Um, because you know, that's pretty impressive stuff, but I think the ride of the day went to Katie Compton. That, yeah, she she came so came good. back, pretty impressive, right? And if it had been, I feel like if it had been more like today with the men's race when it was super muddy and heavy, yes, I think she would have made up some more ground and maybe had a chance for at least a podium. Yeah, with that start, and, I gotta say, Alvarado. I, I mean, she was she was keeping that. I don't think she rode it any other time in the race. I didn't even come back to like. I didn't notice. Yeah, check every lap. I don't remember anyone riding it. So like, she had that in her back pocket the whole time tactically mm-hmm. which and like she took a chance like maybe she didn't make it right like she pr- obviously right. had made it in, pr- in in practice laps or stuff and knew she could do it but like end of the race your legs are tired maybe you don't make it and then you lost those four meters she could have stayed on the wheel and not tried to make that move yeah and she's usually not the greatest sprinter so then the fact that she won that sprint Oh man. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a killer last lap. There was so much going on there. Yeah. And uh, you touched on it. The the sprint, I was, I was afraid for her going into that. She was going in second wheel. Um, historically not, uh, you know, not the most savvy in the sprints and she maybe had that in her back pocket too. I don't know, but, um, yeah, she, you know, with a, with, with a rainbow Jersey on the line, maybe you could pull out, uh, a few extra watts or something, but, uh, she laid down a hell of a sprint and, uh, it was an awesome race. Um, I think, uh, I think we can't move on from the women's race over to the men quite yet without mentioning, uh, you know, reigning or outgoing world champion, Sana Kant having a pretty off day. Yeah. She's way off the pace. Like we, she was so far off the pace that we didn't even get Sana cam, you know, like we usually do, mm-hmm. uh, following her around very much. She, uh, I think she came in like 12th. Yeah. 12th. Um, which for her, I mean, not a terrible result, but, um, or anything, but I think it just, was, it didn't play to her strengths. No, you know, I don't think it been did. A heavy course. And obviously she like, that's nothing from, from the three on the podium. Like they have been the best all year. Um, and just generally the Dutch have been ridiculous. So it was not at all surprising, but, uh, that they just sort of rode away from everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but anyway, 
Let's yeah. move on uh, to the men's race today. Uh, we had a uh, uh, not, I don't know. How would you describe this race? I mean, we all knew, I said maybe we didn't know, but we all expected we knew what was going to happen. And that more or less did happen. Um, yeah. But there was a lot going on in this race outside of MVDP. Yeah, well, he just rode away, which was not, well, maybe kind of surprising in that he hasn't done that this year. I mean, he's obviously won 24 of his last 25, people like to mention, but he's kind of played it a little cagier this year. I kind of liked that he just rode off the front. Um, You know, that that he didn't, that he was like, it's the world championships. I'm going out there. I'm not going to do this, like, wait around a little bit crap this time. Like, just like, put his foot down just said from the gun, I am the best rider in the world. Watch me do it. Yeah. Um, it it's, was, it's that al- was pretty impressive. It's almost hilarious in post-race interviews when he's like, that was hard. That was like a tough track <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. You're like, I mean, like you, you, you soloed the entire thing. Like, yeah. obviously it still takes effort and it's physically hard, but just like saying that it's hard is like insane when you just <laughs> roasted the best cross racers in the world so unbelievably ec- epically you're like oh my yeah, god yeah but like nearly two minutes like approaching two minutes like that's that's bonkers um <laughs> i think in his his post-race interview he said something like oh the course you know like it was gonna be muddy it was gonna be hard and it was gonna be like the strongest wins you know and i was like why don't you just like do a little flex then why don't you just you know <laughs> kiss the biceps hulk hogan style uh, as you say that, you know, just being like, yeah, I'm clearly and obviously the strongest here and that's what was going to happen. So not really a big surprise is kind of the, the reading between the lines of that interview. No. Well, yeah. So he had, he had two nerds trying to stay with him for maybe half a lap. Yeah. Uh, which and was then he impressive. Had... I gotta say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, right of the day, um, in the, uh, in the, um, men's race. Do you give it to Tom Pidcock or do you give it to Wout Van Aert or uh, where where you go with that? Yeah, ooh, it's hard to give away one. Vanderpool, obviously the strongest, the best. Pidcock, mm-hmm. surprising. I did not expect him on the podium. I thought he'd be fourth or fifth. And I mean, he hasn't, he's been up there this year, but never quite that good. So I, that's kind of the ride of the day in a way. Like that was impressive. He, he wait and he was with only Belgians. Yeah. Um, he was with Ventorin out in Sweek and Ertz and, 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 uh, Van Ert and he's still, and Ellie was there too. I don't even know where Ellie finished. Ellie finished down in 10th. Ellie blew up. Ellie tried to follow Pidcock. So that was super impressive that he went and then cracked Ellie so bad. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty thrilling ride. Um, he didn't have a great start and kind of reeled everybody back in him and Wout together, um, kind of came up to that, uh, that chase group and, Man, I I thought for a minute Wout was going to be uh, second, and then I thought for sure he was third, and there was no way he was going to get caught. Apparently, um, maybe on the sixth of seven laps, he he flatted and had to pit and lost some yeah. time and ended up finishing in fourth, um, which was a – I mean, it's still a great result for, for Wout coming back from that in- injury, but, um, man, I, I, yeah. I thought, uh, you know – I thought he was in for a medal for sure. Um, the way he was riding, he really had a good day. Yeah, I wasn't. Sh- yeah, he was in the middle. I thought for sure he was for a minute there. He was taking such long pulls. I was like, he's just there to work. He's working for a tune, like he's sacrificing. But then 
it seemed like he was actually going to get the medal. Uh, yeah, huge ride for him. Solid ride for Tune. He's been there all year, but you know, mm-hmm. I that's mean, what I don't we know. expect out of Tune. Like I, I don't think he did anything uh, bad. Like I'm not saying he had a bad race, but uh, he didn't do anything above and beyond where I would expect him to be in that race. You know, yeah. Um, whereas I, Wout I, and and Tom Pitcock both did. You know, he he tried. Tune tried to follow Vanderpool. In a way, I wonder if Tune hadn't followed Vanderpool if he would have been the one putting it to Pitcock. You know, like probably. Because he 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 took that chance, so I want to I want to tip my cap to him. Because yep. not that anyone like, but at the beginning there is that he was the only one to really take it up and be like, I'm just gonna th- throw caution to the wind. Because you you are throwing caution to the wind if you follow a first lap Matthew Vanderpool attack. If you follow yeah. any of his attacks, yeah. you are risking ex- blowing up. But first lap, whew, that's that's yeah. that's gutsy. You know, like you know you're in you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't leave the men's race before we say 16th place, Stephen Hyde of the United States, confirming all predictions mm-hmm. on the Slow Ride Podcast Twitter. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. <laughs> Incredible ride. Yeah, great stuff uh, from Stephen Hyde. 16th place at Worlds. Definitely boding well for his uh, cross season next year. Um, and uh, the results are sure to follow. Just ask Lawrence Sweek. 16th at Trek Cup, who then went on to win Belgian Nationals. So, uh, I'm not today. saying, but just saying. Yeah. Um, I was, those are the only races I watched. I do want to at least shout out the fact that there was a junior women's race. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was you had awesome. the U23 men's and women's, and then, you know, junior men's. But this is the first time there's been a junior women's. So, yes. Sheeran, Van, and Rui. From the Netherlands, I'm sure I ruined that. And Puck, no, you nailed it. Peter Urs from got second from uh, the Netherlands, and then in third place, Madigan Munro from the United States, third place. Um, just I'm just happy there was a women's race. I will probably go back and watch it at some point. But the fact that there was a junior women's race is just mm-hmm. well, it's great and it's insane that it hadn't happened before. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's it's long overdue. It's awesome to see uh, uh, Maddie get a medal and. Uh, yeah, not not enough good things to say about uh, that development as far as UCI racing goes. Um, but little guy, it is time to switch gears a little bit. We need to check in with our Aussie corner um, reporter extraordinaire, Michael Matthews, and see what he's up to. Oh, he's got some big updates on uh, triathlon uh, come road racer uh, Cam Worf. Um, let's, let's go to that tape we got. <laughs> cool. Uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale Cyclocrossworld.com, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Little guy, uh, we are here in the Prem Lap. This week, uh, we are brought to you by Works. Uh, yeah. The Works Hydro Shot uh, would have been in in high demand uh at the uh, elite worlds cross mm-hmm. races uh this weekend um it was a muddy affair and the uh the works hydro shot allows you to take care of that mud in no time from wherever you are uh because it is a portable um power cleaner and uh you can hook it up to any water source whether that's your hose at the side of your house or whether that's a bucket full of water or a lake or a stream or 
um, just a, a bottle that you can attach uh, to this thing to make it 100% completely portable because it's battery operated, um, sprays at uh, 320 PSI, which is a great um, powerful spray, but uh, not enough to ruin uh, your bottom brackets and your headsets and blow all the grease mm. out of there. Um, just just the right amount and works has figured out the balance and um yeah we're excited to be brought to you by works um and uh and and as a as a as a thank you uh we are offering our listeners 15 percent off the hydroshot power cleaner extra batteries accessories and all kinds of other works uh products um over at yourcleanbike.com and uh, you can check out all the stuff we've got um, that offer available on over there. And uh, if you use the code Gear Up when you're checking out, uh, you can save yourself that 15%. And uh, they've got a lot of good stuff over there, including, of course, the Hydro Shot and the batteries and all that stuff. Um, but as well as uh, all kinds of other great stuff for your for your tool shed, for your for your shop, for your race vehicle, uh, for your for your pit kind of equipment. Um, it's all really useful stuff, handpicked uh, by works um, for wide angle podium listeners. So do yourself a favor and check that out. Yeah. Check it out. Or if you know, your a uh, friend of the podcast, big Matt, uh, keep, keep, keep using mine until I need it. And I'm going to come back and get it. <laughs> Battery better be charged when I, when I get it back. Unlike yeah. when I gave it to you. <laughs> Well, at least he's he's out there riding his bike and not not being sick. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I had to loan it to him. I got his fat bike sturdy that previous week. So he, uh, yep. let him. I'm letting him try it out. He'll probably be using that coupon code any day now. If there's if there's one guy that we know that's going to buy a lot of tools, <laughs> it is uh, it is Big Matt. So it's not. Hard, I'm so. glad uh, glad you got it into his hands. He can save himself some big bucks using the code Gear Up over at YouAreCleanBike.com. Little guy, we are also brought to you this week by Whoop. Uh, Whoop is a um, fitness tracker. Uh, as you know, uh, I'm deep, deep in the training uh, for Dirty Kanza, uh, as are you and Tim as well. Um, and Whoop uh, has reached out to us to offer our listeners um, a discount on the uh, on the services that they provide. So you can head over to Whoop.com. Uh, grab yourself, um, your favorite color of, uh, of whoop, uh, band, a 3.0 band. It's a wrist worn, uh, heart rate strap that kind of keeps track of your heart rate and your general fitness, your sleep, all that kind of stuff. And gives you a report on their app, uh, which you can kind of customize and kind of, uh, um, decide what is important to you and what you want to see, what you want it to uh, be reporting back to you. So it's super cool, super flexible, um, and, uh, you can save yourself some money on a 12 or 18 month, uh, subscription, uh, to the, um, to the reporting that they'll give you from that, um, over at whoop.com. If you use the promo code WAP at checkout. Um, so that's one that, uh, I've been super excited about. Obviously makes a lot of sense, uh, uh this time of year when you're starting to gear up, uh, your training, starting to ramp that up, starting to think about those dusty roads in Kansas and how, how much less painful it'll be if you, uh, had a little fitness and you could track <laughs> it and, uh, make sure you're, you're on track. So, yeah. If you don't have somebody else to pilot your tandem and to do 70 to 90% of the work, you might want to get yourself a whoop and, uh, start working on yourself. <laughs> it sounds like a pretty good advice, little guy. I'm going to, 
I'm going to let somebody know. Uh, if I know anybody that falls into that category, I will be sure to pass that along. So um, with that, I want to uh, get us back to the show because we have got a ton of stuff to talk about, including listener emails and uh, some Ask Slow Rides. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, we're back. I think we got a couple questions this week. Um, I think Spencer, you had a couple ask slow rides ready. We definitely do. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got an ask slow ride that was asked on Twitter here. And uh, if you want to ask us a question, um, you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail dot com, or you can just hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or your social media um, uh, preference uh, of choice. And um, use the hashtag AskSlowRide, um, like uh, Donald Carpenter did, who says, I love campy, but I don't want to do the annoying BB90 glue-in bottom bracket thing to my track because of <laughs> resale. Uh, so Shimano Group it is. But if I buy campy wheels, knowing that my next road bike will be full campy, mm-hmm. how much harassment will I receive on the group rides this summer? with the mixed componentry. So mm. Shimano group set campy wheels, little guy. What is your feeling on this? He's making a, a future investment. He is looking ahead. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'd go for it. I, I don't, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. If, if those are your friends, they're not really your <laughs> friends. Do I sound like a dad now? I mean, come on. Yeah, what what yeah, kind of friends uh, would make fun of you for mixing group sets? You know, I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about Suntour. Go figure. <laughs> As you do. And I was thinking about how I like Suntour. Not, one, because I love a good Superbay Pro group set, but also because you know if you, you know, like even though it all says Suntour, you know that MKS made the pedals. You know that that uh, Sanson built the hubs probably. And you know that uh, Dicomp made your brakes. And so it's a full group, but it's not. And I, I'm, I feel less excited about group sets as I get older. I'm more excited like, about picking and choosing and the nerdiness that goes into like having the best okay. brakes and the best that. So like, yeah, so, you got to have your drivetrains kind of got to be mostly the same, but like put whatever wheels yeah. you want on there, man. Mix it up. So put a campy on the front you, and a Shimano on the rear. Are you over trolling like the the weight weenies uh, forums there on the internet in the dark reaches of uh, of bike internet, uh, looking for those those perfect mixes to get mm-hmm. the you know get the, the the componentry just right for for what you want you know? Um, I I mean I've I've been there I've been I've yeah. been over there. Um, okay, because that's a that's a dark corner that's a dark dusty corner. I just I, I just not as like tied to a group set as I used to be. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I, it's like, eh, if it were, you know, you, what, you got a Shimano brake in the front, you got a die comp on the so, rear, you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, um, you, know, you just, so just you roll with works. Your theory is he doesn't need to worry so much about the group set as he does his ride buddies. Yes. If, if, if those aren't your friends. So focus um, on the real problem. <laughs> focus on the real problem. I mean, as long as it shifts, I don't know. Who cares? So should he get like a bumper sticker or something for his car that says my other bike is campy or something along that? Can he, can he play that card? Hmm. 
Uh, I don't <laughs> get a bumper sticker that says like, uh, complete group sets killed small, small component manufacturers. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so yeah, my advice I guess would be, uh, uh, probably don't worry about it. Um, but, uh, you can use that as leverage, uh, against yourself or whatever is holding you back from getting that campy bike as a, as a reason, you know, to motivate yourself. You're going to have to turn this negative into a positive and you're going to have to, uh, you know, look at those wheels every day and be like, ah, they're beautiful. And they, they're just so good and they deserve a full campy bike. So I'm going to have to, you know, take out that loan, mortgage the house, um, you know, refinance whatever I need to do, uh, to get that, uh, that Pinarello with the, uh, with the full campy that I've uh, been drooling and lusting after. So, um, yeah, so, I think I think you can turn this positive right around into a into a, so, a, a negative into a positive. <laughs> what what was this bottom bracket you have to glue in? I've been I've been this is a side note. I've been trying to learn about modern bike technology a little bit lately, like uh-huh. taking little nibbles. So I tried to learn about uh, direct mount derailers. I think I mentioned this on the podcast the other day. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm very confused by them, and because they don't terminal the terminology doesn't make any sense. Um, and so you have to glue this bottom bracket in to the shell because it's, there's no threads, right? We're in this world with no threads. I know I yep. sound like I just crawled out of a bike cave, but some of this stuff is bonkers and makes no sense. And I feel like sometimes people need to just take a step back and think of what they're doing and then just remember that there were simple solutions that worked just fine. And Tom Boone and one Perry Roubaix with a yep. square taper bottom bracket probably 10 years ago and like, yep. you'll be fine. Just make life easier for yourself. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, little guy, I can't help you with this glue and bottom bracket situation. Um, Bonkers. Why would you do that? Yeah, I have, uh, I've resisted. Um, I've gone all in on pretty much every other, um, new standard, uh, as far as hydraulic discs and GI twos and all kinds of other things. But, uh, I have stuck with the GXP, um, you know, threaded, uh, whatever I need to do bottom bracket for uh, everything that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good everything plan. But my mountain bike, it's right just now. a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, Blue? hopefully that helps. Um, that was a great, great question. Appreciate it coming in. Uh, thank you, Donald. And, uh, yeah. Um, let's move on. Um, little guy, you had some, I'm, I might be misreading the notes here, but it says something about triathlon news. I don't, I don't understand. Well, the Tri News, I think I alluded to that in the Aussie corner was just that, uh, it was Ineos that Cameron Wirth is coming back to the Pro Peloton. I believe he did a race, but was, has been like training with them and doing triathlons. And then we had G a week ago saying he was going to do triathlons right, right. afterwards. So, Very exciting. uh, Ineos, uh, bucking the trend of cyclocross being the new cool, um, other segment of, of cycling for roadies to do in the way to get fit yeah. is sort of on this pro triathlon thing. And it makes sense. It, it, it it's on brand the big for them. money. Yeah. You think that's the big corporate money pushing them towards uh iron man? It, it, it feels like it, right? It's like, it's not like some like little dinky, like Belgian series of races yeah. is going to have the, the monetary allure of a Kona sure. sort of thing. So, does this mean uh, we're going to see Bernal doing some uh, some training for 
uh, triathlons, or do you think he's going to be sticking to the road? What's he up to? Man, I hope not. I mean, he's mostly been he's been he's been training with 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 old former dopers, so <laughs> you know he's keeping it real. <laughs> but he got okay. second at Columbia Nationals, so uh, you know second. Interesting. Second. Now so, that was. Which we should mention to the, to, to Higinta, right? From EF, who we asked okay. Mitch Docker for an interview of six months ago. Mitch, where's the interview? We, he wins a Volta stage, gets like top 15. Now he's Columbia national champ. We need Mitch. We need an interview. We need to know more about him. He's obviously, he's got stories to tell. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, EF tour bus walls could talk. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it would have a lot of uh, mm. a lot of stories for us. It'd be like turn down right. the drum and bass, man. <laughs> it's loud so in the, here. The other um, piece of news I want to get to quick before we get into our, our final segment. A um, uh, lot of a uh, lot of road news starting up. We've got actual road racing happening uh, in the European in the EU um, mm-hmm. uh, with racing in Mallorca. So we can officially say road season is here. We yep. are out. We are coming out of training, uh, training camp season, and um, big news. Jakob uh, uh, Fuselang uh, out there training, doing a lot of big miles, um, doing some <laughs> motor pacing motor. right here. Yeah, behind yeah. the motor. <laughs> um, what do I need to know about this? Well, so it's Sunday, and I just saw this news breaking today. Right? Yeah. So unless it came out like middle of the night last night that Fuslong and maybe Lutsenko have been maybe training with Ferrari, which if, um, if anyone Ferrari. is, if anyone, yeah, if anyone is new to cycling, if you're just jumping in to the slow ride podcast recently, and we probably haven't mentioned Ferrari or I'm saying Ferrari and you're thinking fast cars. No, uh, think about the guy that helped Lance dope. Think about a guy that compared EPO to orange juice and that, for some reason will not go away. keeps popping up every few years. Uh Uh-huh. Supposedly some other people have seen him motor pacing Fuslang. I'm sure they'll say eventually there was money transfers, but it was just for training protocols and they never met. And Oh, I didn't know. And I, so how good, how good does a, a, a training doctor need to be, um, when his reputation is as tarnished, as Ferrari's is like, he is poisonous. He is absolutely like a career killer. How good does he have to be? How much better than all the other (laughs) trainers? Does he have to be for you to be like, yeah, I'm going to train with that guy. Mm, I don't think there's any amount better. You could be, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Unless you were, (laughs) unless you were, you were just really good at doing blood transfusions. And uh, microdosing the correct amount of EPO. Like, I don't think there's any legitimate way. Just, I just, it's, it, it boggles the mind. There's no way that anyone could train with this guy. Um, yeah. no, I, and be on I, the up. I completely agree. And, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those names, one of those ghosts from the past that I really, honestly, I didn't expect to hear, uh, much about going forward, at least in relation to current modern day cycling, uh, right? stories. I mean, and, yeah, it's just been coming around. Like I've noticed this trend more and more, you know, we've, we've got Bjarni Reese coming back into <laughs> running a team. Uh, we've got, you know, Michele Ferrari popping up again. We've, 
we've obviously we've never really gotten away from uh, Vinokurov uh, running Astana, and um, who worked with Ferrari. Right, so. you can connect all these dots pretty easily, uh, unfortunately. And um, you know, uh, Jim Akwitz, all these guys are still involved in cycling in some way, and um, mm-hmm. we we need to have that clean break. Like, when are we gonna really move past this this cloudy era? It's, things are gonna be a slow thinning, unfortunately. We should say maybe that Fuslang and Lutsenko didn't do it, and we're not saying they did 100 because no one's proven it in a court of law yet, and you can't sue us. There you go. But <laughs> yeah, I it's just like I don't I don't know. I I can't believe Ferrari's back either. It does sort of feel like there's no way his name will pop back up. Come on. Yeah, like no one's that dumb. Like no one. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Even and when be, 10 years ago, his name would pop up. Yeah, I would feel good. like, I would be like, you gotta, you gotta be like when Schleck, when Frank Schleck, like got in trouble for sending him money, but he didn't dope or something, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I forgive you. <laughs> you unzipped your Jersey. It's okay. Um, it was just like, come on. Like that's the dumbest excuse I've ever heard in my life. Like, come on. Like this, this yeah. there's no way. I don't know. <sighs> Ferrari. Why would you motor pace behind Ferrari? Is he that good at scooter driving? He's like the best scooter driver in the world. Like, I don't understand. Seriously. Like that, that is the part that makes the least, maybe the least sense to me. Like, yeah, this guy is toxic. Uh, maybe you, maybe you need the, the special quote training plan, like whatever. Okay. Pay your millions of dollars for that. But like, maybe don't go hang out with him in public. Like what are you doing? And like, in uh, Monaco, like Fuslang is in Monaco, right? How many other pros live in Monaco and train around there? And you're going to go out motor pacing with the most like obviously dirty guy. Like you just have one person that's going to see you. You're going to run into many of your competitors that day. They could be yeah. doing the same thing or using stuff too. But like if they were like, man, Fuslang didn't wave at me while he's doing his effort. Slow ride podcast says you got to wave. They're going to be like, oh, wait, I see why he didn't wave because he was doping with Fu- Ferrari. I'm going to turn him in. Yeah. And that's all it takes. You know, that could be what tips the scale. So, so wave. um, Yeah. Think about that. When you're out there motor pacing behind someone who's banned for life from the sport of cycling, um, for, for running doping programs, um, just wave to your fellow cyclists. (laughs) Yeah. At least be nice, uh, to the people you do see, cause maybe they'll give you a pass. (laughs) You get a bit, you get a better shot anyway. They won't give you a pass, but. It looks good uh, when your lawyers are trying to present your defense. <laughs> yeah, your honor, my client waved. Yeah, couldn't possibly be dope. <laughs> <laughs> he is very nice friendly. Guy. There's Look no way nice he could he be is. dirty. Yeah, well, yeah. we know that from local experience that obviously none of the friendly nice riders can be cheating. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so, okay, I've got I've got one last thing. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, dirty. Um, dirty riding and dirty funds and, and all this kind of things. Uh, it's a little segue. It's a bit of a swerve. I'm changing lanes here on you. But um, okay. last week on this show, we were talking about uh, the offer that Lance Armstrong put out to go on a mini vacation uh, training camp ride uh, with him and George Hincapi, uh in Mallorca mm-hmm. um, for the low, low, uh, cost of thirty thousand um, dollars. That doesn't even 
include Ferrari motor pacing you. That's the thing that's effing crazy. Yeah. Like you could get Ferrari for that kind of money. I would, I would assume. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so obviously that, that is insane. Um, going to Mallorca, having your hotels and your accommodations and your, your foods and everything and your ride, your bikes all taken care of for you. Um, even if you get to hang out with Lance Armstrong and George Hingappy, it doesn't seem like it's worth $30,000. So what I'm thinking is if this is a market now, Lance has a big marketing team. He's got a big budget. He's, uh, you know, plugged in, uh, as it were. And, um, if he sees this kind of high end, uh, travel luxury travel experience thing as like a, a viable market that he needs to get into, mm-hmm. he's probably on to something right now. I think, I think he's not offering enough. I, I think maybe he needs to spice it up a little bit. And I was thinking maybe we play uh, uh follow the leader here and, uh, we launch a slow ride podcast training camp that also cost $30,000. It's a um, fair price. Lasts, yeah. lasts about maybe five days or so. Um, so what do you think we could include in our training camp to make it competitive, uh, and obviously better than Lance's? Uh, so where are we going to do this training camp? So I, I, um, I've got a little bit, I got a little bit extra space at the house so I could put, um, <laughs> okay. I'm looking over at a pile of stuff in the attic here. Let me see. Yeah, I can move can things move around. Out. I got space for one or two people on the floor. Okay. So I don't know if Minneapolis is uh, maybe the exotic destination that we're looking for. Oh, so you don't think Minneapolis, uh, maybe March March 1st through 15th, do like kind of like a two-week thing, um, bring, uh-huh. your ra- bring your own rain cape, but I'll supply the mud uh-huh. flaps. You don't think that's going to... No, not as good. So no. I'm thinking, now he's got Mallorca on lock. We can't, we can't do that. So that one's off the table. Okay. But we need somewhere that's going to be epic, somewhere that's going to be Instagrammable, little guy. That's what it's all about these days is, um, is that money shot, that Instagram, um, you know, fame. That's what people are looking for. We need a good <laughs> hashtag, by the way, okay. as well. So we're going to have to come up with that as well. Um, we'll get the boys in the lab on that one. Um, Hashtag lab. So I'm thinking uh, right away, uh, I'm I'm liking his island theme, mm-hmm. but uh, we need to spice it up. We need, I'm thinking uh, top three islands that I can think of okay, top um, three islands. are going to be Hawaii, uh, number one, because it's probably the closest. Um, uh, Iceland, uh, hot right now, super hot right now. Um, and maybe Ireland, because uh, very scenic, a lot of... Uh, a lot of stops along the rides that we could uh, see some very scenic, uh, you know. Oh, okay, so this is gonna be scenic. we're gonna be jet setting at this one. We're not like we're not doing this on the super cheap. Like, well, I mean, we're gonna have at least ten spots available uh, for thirty thousand dollars each. So we're gonna have the budget, little guy. Okay. Um, now we are we're gonna, you know, that's gonna be the pull, right? Like that's what's gonna hook people in. The rest of it. We're going to do on the cheap, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we gotta, we gotta make it seem very glamorous, uh, mm. at first pass. Right. Well, so I, I um, vote for Hawaii. Really? I've never been, okay. um, I haven't been to any is, of those, but I mean, I, I think, um, 
Hawaii sounds like the destination for me. Now that's, that's, that's a good, see, that's at the top of my list as well, because, uh, you know, they speak English in Hawaii. Um, so that puts them definitely at top of the list, uh, over those other two, because, um, as we know, <laughs> they don't uh, speak they English do in Ireland. No. Um, so we're going to, that's going to save us a lot of, uh, a lot of effort. We won't have to get interpreters or anything like that. We won't have to rewrite any menus, um, things like that. So that's true. Hawaii. Okay. This is good. Tom Danielson trains in Hawaii a lot, so it's got to be good. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> they have an Iron Man there as well. So, uh, oh, you know, okay. So there's going to be some bike shops. I think it's an easy sell to get people to Hawaii. This is gold. All right. So we need, uh, we need a little bit more, um, maybe surf lessons with little guy. Could that be a thing? Um, I've never surfed, so I think I'm a perfect candidate, though my better half has surfed once, so maybe I can, you know, make it a family affair. She could pick you, uh, you could pick up some tips maybe from her. Mm -hmm. You've got the hair for it, I'm thinking, out of all of us. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. It's a good point. The hair's important. You know, and I did watch Point Break last year, so yeah, I can do that. Oh, yeah, you're in. Okay. So now we need, uh, we need, you know, and obviously there'll be bike riding and that's all going to be taken care of. $30,000. Yeah. You're going to get a, at least two, three bike rides in for sure. Um, but we need to, we need to build out the rest of the program. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe, uh, maybe we get some, um, what can Tim do? Tim could do some motivational speaking. Maybe, maybe we get a uh, class session in, um, where coach Tim comes in and kind of, uh, you know, rallies the troops, really gets people in the mindset. Um, yeah, you definitely you know, could that do that. Be, is that good? Is that something? Yeah. Yeah. If we get coach Tim in there, it should be no problem. People should be super motivated. Okay. Now, um, what about, uh, like, um, hike, like a safari, like into the jungle, like, uh, you know, um, speaking of Bjarni Reese, they famously has done the, um, the preseason kind of uh, uh, wilderness survival camps to to create bonding among the team. Can we do something along those lines and go for some sort of jungle hikes and identify various flowers and, and um, lizards and things? Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds good to me. I want to do that. Um, are you going to lead that? <laughs> I'm a little worried if you're leading the hike into the woods. <laughs> I mean, I got to I gotta do something. So <laughs> I Okay. Well, all right, I'll follow we you. Could, we could farm that one out if you don't trust me. No, uh, no, no, you, I, you know, it's a, yeah, I don't, you're not the biggest hiker I know, so I, I don't know if I'm going to follow you deep into the jungle, but, you know. Okay, well, here, let me I, put it this I, way. I got to show confidence me? in front of the people that paid us $30,000, <laughs> so I'll just say, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, cool, cool. I can either lead the, uh, the, the ride or I can lead the hike. What do you prefer? <laughs> well, it depends what my fitness is going in. If my fitness is low, I, I assume you're going to just... Get us straight to the coffee shop, but you know, then you're going to ask me to buy your coffee. Crap. Uh, that is that is another strong <laughs> selling point is that there will be coffee shops yeah. uh, with delicious coffee everywhere in Hawaii. So um, we're going to, yeah, I think a little fun in the sun, a little riding uh, around the volcano, mm-hmm. a little um, little beach time, a little working on the beach bod, get that uh, motivational um, speaking in there, uh, get everybody's mind in the right place. Maybe, um, maybe we'll do some... Uh, you know, yoga, I guess. Is that what people do? People um, we can do some sort do of, uh, yeah, some sort of, um, you know, s- center your, your chi kind of thing, really get people, you know, stuff that nobody really knows what it is, but we can talk 
confidently enough about it that people will buy in. I think, I think we've got something. We've got the skeleton, the framework of uh, of something. We're going to keep fleshing this out, but mm-hmm. we're going to um, maybe we can get the more of these post DK. You know, we'll be like, oh, yeah. come on this trip with three people that didn't die at Dirty Kanza. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. No, this is great. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of be a post uh, road season sort of uh, fall vacation uh, situation. I think this could be real good. I don't know what the weather's like there in Hawaii at that time of year, but I think I it's always it's perfect. perfect all the time. I think that's the yeah. thing. That's what I thought. Okay. We'll look more into this. We'll dig into it. We'll report back in the in the following weeks here. Um, but if if you want to make your down payment, uh, only fifty percent down, so fifteen thousand dollars. Just PayPal it to us at the Slow Ride Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah, and, do that um, with no guarantees whatsoever that this will pan out and no refunds. Um, no, but, uh, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna work on this uh, very seriously um, in the coming weeks. Slots. But my yeah, offer stands. Right. Anyone wants to sleep in my attic in March for a two week training camp in the rain slash snow mud, you know, you know, hit me up. Let's do it. Yeah. I need to start training. I need motivation. If there's a couple of people sleeping in my attic that want to ride, I'll probably have to go do it because it'll be weird if I don't. Yeah. I'm probably getting you a discount on that, uh, on that Hawaii trip as well. If you do that. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. You get a coupon. Yeah. So with that, Let's uh, let's wrap up this episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, you can always email us uh, at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. Any questions that you have, comments, uh, leave us a review or a rating uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, we want to thank BK1 from Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And uh, as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Works. Um, head over to Your Clean Bike dot com and use the code gear up to save yourself some money as well as uh whoop.com another great sponsor uh use the code wap at checkout to save yourself um 15 on that um 12 or 18 month uh plan that they have there and uh and with that um tim orlando is uh too busy at the super game um to be here tonight but uh this is Spencer in Boston. This is Matt in Minneapolis. I'm going to say, the- always wave at your fellow cyclists out there, even if you're doing an interval behind a band doping doctor <laughs> on a motorbike. Get that hand up. Make <laughs> sure you say hi. Maybe wear a different kit than your regular team kit. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Pod. Thank you.